88.5 First of all, that what you are doing is, is monumental. And this is not easy. And you all are literally with this show. You have literally created something out of nothing. And everybody can do that. What I think is so unique about you all is that when I'm listening to you all, because there are things that I don't know about your world, you all have a wholly different kind of conversation. You have no ideas what your conversation feels like to my ears. It's so different. Because I don't have the opportunity and hear how you guys philosophize about reality. This is the only place that I get that in my entire life. What you do is significant because I'm not alone in it. A whole lot of folk over 40 years of age don't have that experience. Their kids are out of the house and grown. When I think of you, I think of you all as giving us a perspective on popular culture. Not just what's happening, because entertainment tonight will tell us what's happening, but you are also giving us perspective on how it impacts real people's lives. And that's the qualitative difference in what you're doing. You're about to listen to the Urban Cafe. All right, all right, all right. Buenos dias, Tampa Bay. Good morning. This is uh, your host, Joshua, of the Urban Cafe. We got Jamal the Consiglieri in the studio. Hello, 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 Tampa Bay. Good morning, Jamal. How you doing, bud? Oh, man, I'm doing pretty good, man. It's Wow. It's The more, it's, it's, the more you learn, the more you... <laughs> Thank you. I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I. <laughs> We're gonna go down the rabbit hole. Uh, no, so a lot of things happening. Um, it, this is a lot of things happening uh, in the Bay and uh, across the nation. And we're gonna discuss uh, a little bit of um, a few things here. I want to give a shout out to the Tampa Bay Lightning, who made their way to the Eastern Conference Finals again. They're gonna be playing the Islanders uh, for the second year in a row in the uh, I guess semi Stanley Cup semifinals. And I uh, wish them all the best. Uh, yeah, they're doing awesome. You know, yeah, they're doing I, great. I watched in that um, the series they just finished, like a difference, I guess, in their style of play. I'm not the biggest hockey fan, but they're very, very, very skilled and artistic with their sets. Yeah, and they, they just play play Carolina, right? Yeah, they're playing yeah, Carolina. It, yeah. it was times Carolina didn't know what was going on because yeah. they would come at them. It, it reminded me kind of of soccer, how the passing and setup is. Mm-hmm, Carolina mm-hmm. was like, "What do we do here?" Yeah. And that's why they were bullying them, trying to fight. Like, I, oh, I saw some checks in the boards. Yeah. And the same thing happened in round one with the Panthers. Panthers were trying to use physicality to dominate, and yeah. it wasn't happening. No. And so, yeah, the Lightning had this great mix of skill, of, you know, superstar players you know, uh, and regular, like, it, role it, players. It, it's very similar to our show today because I think that we're talking <laughs> about, no, physicality to um, combat skill and investigation and knowledge <laughs> yeah and it's very similar and uh and we're gonna get to that topic in a second but before we do i'm gonna go uh a little bit broader national and international just real quick so it came out this week reported by the new york times that uh, the justice Despar- so the justice department inspector general will review the trump administration seizure of metadata from Apple products belonging to at least two Democratic lawmakers, their staff, and family members. So at the height of, you know, this is around 2018, there was lots of leaks happening in the Trump administration. And Trump was going, not just Trump, but his administration was going crazy trying to figure out where these leaks are coming from, from internally. So the Trump, and then there's actual clips of um Trump saying that Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell should be investigated. And sure enough, what happens? The Trump Justice Department took the unusually high, the usual step of subpoenaing Apple to obtain the metadata of members of the House Intelligence Committee, as well as their current and former staff and even family, including one minor, according to a committee official. So essentially, they they got all their iPhone records is what this comes down to and iPad records, even those of a minor. And uh, they were specifically targeting two Democrats in the House Intelligence Committee. Who And so um, it's not known if uh, the investigation ended up leading them to uh, these two individuals having been the ones who leaked it. There's no proof that that ever happened or at least none that's been divulged. Um, but it's crazy to think that it's basically a political wish hunt in my mind right i'm thinking like this is stuff that happens in in autocratic nations that's crazy i mean i mean uh, we don't have any evidence that that may have that may have happened under obama you know 
but the evidence has come out that it did happen under Trump, and I just think that's you can't target officials who you don't agree with. You know, that's I just think that's and they're from the they're in the House Intelligence Committee, which is like one of the most powerful committees in the House of Representatives, including Adam Schiff, who was the chair of the committee at the time. I mean, it's just absolutely unprecedented step. I just think it's crazy. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how that investigation done by the inspector general, uh, if the inspector general uh, does take up the investigation, see where, where it leads. Uh, absolutely incredible. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I, I would think in essence that what what's happening now, and it's not just this, it's just across the board, is that, like as they say, the the grass is getting cut mm-hmm. and the snakes are being shown in a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, before in the past, I think different operatives or things like this would occur and maybe we just didn't know about them. But with technology, and I mean, it's similar to like what you see with the George Floyd situation, you know, the videos, you know, of that. Or... Um, different things like you see the uprising that happened in Egypt through Facebook and all the protests, social media, and the knowledge, I think. And, and the thing, the difference now is the, the, because I think things like this, like when I say technology, is because somebody can send a message instantaneously or a video or something and they can get wind of that, um, you know. It's just, but still, the problem still does exist because there was a subpoena sent said in February, right? I believe so, yes. So 2018. Correct. So what month are we in now? We're in June of 2021, so just over three years. So about 39 months? Something like that, yeah. Before we got wind of this. Correct. That's still kind of a problem. <laughs> yeah, you think? For sure. I mean, it definitely wasn't going to be divulged under that that administration's uh, time, right? Uh, I I like your metaphor there of uh, cutting the grass and finding those snakes and seeing what's in there. Well, it's not just this. It's in so many different things. And I'll I'll get to some other things later, too. Yeah. Okay. And we we do actually have a caller. Let's get to a caller here real quick. Good morning, caller. What is your name and where are you calling us from? Buenos dias. Como esta? Muy bien. Good morning. Good morning, Daryl. How are you doing, sir? All right. I think there's the bigger question I would want to ask is, and I don't know, am I being premature in, in, in asking this, is that uh, why is the Biden uh, Justice Administration under Merrick Garland, they seem to, like, be hesitant in wanting to deal with improprieties of the past uh, Justice Department uh, Am I being premature about this, or should I give them more time? Uh, I mean, I it, it has only been six months, right? So, And right. I think Merrick Garland came in in, what, mm-hmm. late February or March, uh, officially, mm-hmm. in his official role, I believe. And so, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe there's things afoot, Daryl, that we just don't know yet that they're investigating, potentially, right? But at the same time, you know, I also feel for the Biden administration, because you want to push your agenda forward and forget about, you know, all this these bad things that happen may have ha- may or may not have happened in the past four years, but you do have an ethical responsibility and moral responsibility to investigate wrongdoing, right? So it's yes, that fine balance. Yes, you do, and yeah, that kind of goes to your other show. Uh, I don't know if I should give this away, but two weeks ago, uh, when you talked about a lot of uh, hot topics, um, uh, should we investigate this? Should we investigate that? Or should we just let it go or move on. No, you, you can't do that mm-hmm. because if you do that, you're giving an open door. There are still people in the Senate, people in the Congress. Joshua, they don't even want to investigate uh, what happened on January, on January 6th. 6th. Yeah, that was, the, that was the topic, right? Yeah. Something is wrong. Yeah. It's, Something yeah. is definitely wrong. And it, it's got to be addressed. And I, I will give them some more time but it's like, um, I guess you don't really want to attack things uh, in a hurriedly manner. You want to have all your ducks in a row, your eyes dotted and T's crossed before you, you deal with stuff. Because there are things that are definitely wrong in our country right now. And it's, I put it this way, uh, from a Christian standpoint, God is really lifting the veil off of, the, the, mm. the, off of men and women's hearts. 
and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and you are a graduate from the University of Georgia, and you're talking that way. It makes you want to look what's going on at the University of Georgia. <laughs> With the education system in general, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I guess, okay, I'll, I'll give them some more time, but I guess I'm really, I'm awoke, and I'm really disturbed about what's going on in our country, and now we're at the phase, the, the phase of, are y'all going to do something about it, or are we going to slip into, te- into totalitarianism? Yeah, I, that's all I wanted to say right now. I guess uh, I might want to uh, say something later. Yeah, <laughs> later. <laughs> thank well, you, Daryl. Thank you, guys. Have a good morning. You too. All right, and so um, there is from Daryl. Uh, we yeah. should should proceed with these investigations. Well, but. well, that's the thing. See, I think in the past, for example. In the past, we didn't have access to some of this information. Like, we probably would have yeah. never heard about this. Yeah. And then when we had the show about January 6th in the New York Times, and it says what some senators are saying, like, I want to know what's going on. With, I've, you know, they had so many different quotes and things. And then, I mean, you saw some of the passionate speeches that mm-hmm. people brought. We wouldn't, that would not have happened in the past. Yeah. And, yeah. It would have been on, you know, page 10 of the paper. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah. so, so uh-huh. So I think this is a, I mean, in a way, this is an interesting thing. I think it's a, a good thing for the country that I guess more of this information is being exposed to an extent that we can look to um, correct injustices. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, there, there are certain things in, in this country that I think would, it, you would want them to possibly keep private in terms of um, our presence internationally and the threat that can expose us to possibly it's it, it's yeah. it's very complex you know it's it's thinking you have to think i guess you know, if you can as, as much even though we haven't been in that position you have to think of someone who's running the country and then someone who's a citizen and think of what we can do to hopefully have yeah. things move forward and put us in a better place yeah and you know i was i was thinking about that a little bit um so right now there's the g7 summit's going on and um, the G7 in, is happening in, in the UK right now where, you know... Russia's the, not there. Russia's not there, right? <laughs> so there's actually a great quote uh, from that. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, United States, uh, the UK, France, there's, uh, Japan... China's not there. Uh, China's not there, even though they're the second largest. <laughs> and so, what? but wait, what, what came out is they're actually developing a plan... Uh, to counter Ch- the the new Chinese Silk Road, so China has this very ambitious trillions and trillions of dollars worth plan, uh, and they have over a hundred different countries signed on to this plan to create the ancient Silk Road, right? And so China's investing in ports, in highways, in trains, uh, in all these countries, you know, in Congo, in you know. Uh, Kazakhstan, you know, you name it, right? Because they're trying to connect the the um, Western part of China, which is very oh, no. uh, rural, with oh, no. the rest of the you know all think, these other places. I think it's starting. With, with, well, I think Russia and China will get together. No, Russia and China will never get together. You don't think so? No, no, no. I mean, okay. So what? So so what are they doing? <laughs> what? Okay. So what are they doing when this G seven is going? It's like okay, but what, that's what they're talking yeah. about. Me and you, and we may want to try to figure this out because they're gonna- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what, exactly what they're trying to do right now. So they finally, after all these years, they came up. Uh, the China plan was unveiled in like 2013. So I think it's like seven years later, the EU and the G7 basically they get together and they finally come up with a plan to counterbalance what China's proposing to uh, to basically you know help these other countries with their infrastructure uh, and so forth. But what I'm getting at here is that. The the Chinese have uh, acknowledged that they have these camps in the western part of their country for the minority Uyghurs, which are a Muslim um, Muslim faith minority in that country, and apparently they're being reprogrammed uh, as per the state, and they're they're passing these classes. But it, but there's been some investigations out there that say that these are really just labor camps, and. Going back, where I'm going with this is, you know, the United States has uh, right now on the Me- on the border with Mexico, we have these literal, basically, fences with children in them, right? So, so what makes the United States better than China? Like, we, here we are trying to claim that China is doing these incredibly terrible things with the Uyghurs, and I agree with that. But at the same time, in our own backyard, we're doing terrible things with undocumented minors. And so 
not that we're they're not in slave camps, or at least not to my knowledge. But but it's it's with what false like it's it's like a, a no. I, I, I can tell you the problem. It's hypocritical, I think. No, on our well, part. Y- yes and no, but I can tell you the problem the U.S. has. Um, it reminded me of when I first got to school at the University of Michigan, and I was looking at joining different organizations and you know you do stuff and I boxed the first couple of years and got in a fraternity um a guy told me early on early early on like the first week of school don't spread yourself too thin because you still have schoolwork or you want to do this sport that's, that's or good you advice yeah. want to visit the look I mean look at the okay if you look at and just in world history right and what the hegemony did the person you know the the country you know they pretty much ran things. They didn't do all these things. It's it's just too much, and then we can't make sense of it. The more it's, we just can't make sense of it all. There's just so much going on, and so I, I want to. We can't handle we can't handle the law, and that's why we have so many different mistakes. Like look at our debt to China. Yeah. So what is China trying to do? I mean, if you look at forecast, China trying to catch up to U.S. You know GDP. Okay, so then China builds this Silk Road, right? Connections to all these different countries, and we may be talking 50, 100, 200 years, who knows? But then we have all this debt, we don't pay them back. Those con- I think what China, in my opinion, would be looking to do at some point is like build like a old Mongolian type empire type of deal. Yeah, I mean, that's because what it they, looks like. they, the thing is, the issues with us, they have to get countries on their side, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you said China and Russia won't join. At some point, maybe under certain dire circumstances, but you know. Well, I think. I, what do you think if if you're in China or Russia, and you're highly involved politically, you don't consider this G7 a dire circumstance? Like they're literally saying in the news, we're going to be talking about you. Yeah, at and we're, this and, and we're going to be coming up with a plan, <laughs> a plan to counteract <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, and so you know. Moving on to a different set of news, and then after that, we're going to go to a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some amazing reporting here locally done by the Tampa Bay Times mm-hmm. uh, that we want to give a shout out to and talk in depth about not just you know the award that they received, but also you know why they received the award. Right? It's some incredible reporting done locally here. And so you're listening to the Urban Cafe on WMNF 88.5. So one one other news that caught my eye this week mm-hmm. on the international level is uh, the return of the Iran nuclear deal conversations, right? So um, for those who may not know a whole lot, there is something called the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, uh, otherwise known as JCPOA. And it's a landmark accord that was reached between Iran and several world powers, including the United States, in July of 2015. Under the, under the terms of the JCPOA, Iran agreed to dismantle much of its nuclear program and open its facilities to more extensive international inspections in exchange for billions of dollars worth of sanction relief. So uh, the deal then became in jeopardy when uh, President Trump uh, withdrew the United States in 2018 mm-hmm. and, re- and in retaliation for the U.S. leaving, because the U.S. Not, didn't just leave it, they left it and then they put a bunch of economic sanctions on Iran. And anybody who knows about that knows that once the U.S. decides to put economic sanctions on a country, that impacts every other country in the world. Because basically most U.S. dollar transactions run through the United States and and if that transaction, if a U.S. dollar transaction is running through the United States, it's going to be put on hold by OFAC, our Office of Foreign Asset Affairs, if there is this type of um, uh, thing going on. And so basically they cut off billions of dollars of aid to Iran. So in Iran, um, so in retaliation for the U.S. departure and also uh, don't forget that uh, prominent Iranians were killed, including a general in Iraq was killed. Uh, so Iran went ahead and started uh, producing uh, physical material again. This is be example. Um, like what I would have outside of like intelligence that's needed to know exactly what they're doing in Iran. You know, and let's say like Iraq and like in the Middle East because it's a lot of hostile. Why, why waste time over there? Why waste time and resources? Because with well, the te- with, 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 if with, they with, have nuclear, no, 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 nuclear the, weapons. Okay, with the technology and military resources we have, I mean, okay, they have nuclear weapons. How many nuclear weapons do we have? We uh, oh you 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 want to do that so the nukes mm-hmm. blow up and then uh, eventually at some point we just 
it, we treat Iran like we, it's going to turn to like Hiroshima. It's, it's, that's what's literally going to happen. Think about yeah. Iran and think about the, what they can do. Not their, think about their GDP, their military resources, all of this. Time so you're saying energy, the threat like, is small the, the, in comparison? This, what I'm getting at is the spreading yourself to then. Mm-hmm. This is exactly it. That's a great conversation. What's happening? Journalists are writing on this. People mm-hmm. are reporting this. Military is doing this. If there was just one unique branch in the Air Force which controlled that and said, okay, at the snap of a finger, if they want to launch a nuke, well, we got 50 other nukes that mm-hmm. just go and just wipe that whole part of the... That's, that's I mean, literally what could happen. So yeah. I, I don't think we should be worried about what's going on over there, wasting resources and time. Now, you should, too, and you have to know what's going on over there, but I think it could be done differently, but that's just an example of myself so, of spreading ourselves too thin. So here's a thought. That's though. why we have all these issues... Instead, it's our fifth time trying to step talks with them, right? We're the USA. We should go over like, you don't want to talk to us? Make you talk to us. And we're going to figure this out. Why do we have you going over there? This is the fifth time trying to have talks. But that's, that's ridiculous. So that's what, that's, this is what the talks are right now. So I'm sorry. If I'm the president, I'm going to have a one talk. If they don't want to, <laughs> the problem is, okay, so here, here's the, a waste of time. But here's the us. thought, Jamal. Okay, yes, Iran is contained, right? But Iran can potentially sell physical material to a terrorist network. Right, they, that those are the claims but, oh, by our but, intelligence. Oh, okay, that's not going on. That has not been going on. Well, you want to prevent oh, that what, from what, happening. What was going on in Afghanistan? How, how can how are we going to prevent this stuff from happening? We really can't. That's my that's my. But issue. you have to mitigate it as best as you can. You can't my just let thing, it grow wild. Well, for, for one, okay, some put someone, but doing that is is spreading ourselves too thin, and then we have all these issues with Russia and with China. Mm-hmm. Look at the 2016 election, right, situation. Mm-hmm. And then look at the issues with China and trade. And then look at this. And there, there's, all, there's just too many issues. And what I'm getting at is, in world history, I don't think, and just because the globalization was, other countries who pretty much ran the world did not have to deal with all these different issues. And that's why when you look at some of our issues at home, like whether it be immigration, whether it be um, interactions with African-Americans, whether it be interactions with Native Americans. I mean, you can look at all these different, if we had more time, we just so spread out over the place that all of these issues is going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. And then the thing is like with technology and resources, we're learning more and more and more about them. People are like, oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. But the... It, it's, I don't know <laughs> what to say. Yeah. So, so the United States is trying to go back into... Uh, I can hear all that ruffling. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the United States is trying to get back into the JCPOA. And so this is happening right now in Switzerland, uh, these discussions. And so it, it's going to be interesting to see if the United States can come back into the JCPOA and what the new G- JCPOA looks like. And so right now we're going to go ahead and um, move on to a quick break. And when we come back, we will be discussing some local reporting uh, that was awarded here um, by the Pulitzer. And so um, you've been listening to the Cafe on WMNF 88.5. This is Mike B. Join me Wednesdays at midnight for Body Rock on WMNF 88.5. You'll hear a hardcore mix of punk, new wave, golf, dance, hip-hop, indie, and anything else we can shove in the mix. What the bleak nail you on about? That's Body Rock. Jump aboard the heavy metal disco train, leaving the station deep after dark at midnight. I got your anarchy, mate. Right here. Oh, the times they are changing. Something you can always count on is change. Another thing you can count on is having great folk music, singer-songwriters, and Americana on Postmodern Hootenanny. Join me, Ed Lehman, every Thursday night from 6 to 8 p.m. for a tasty mix of new and exciting artists building on traditional sounds as well as classic folk songs. It's two hours of Roots Music Immersion. It's Postmodern Hootenanny right here on Community Radio, WMNF, Tampa. WMNF is honoring Juneteenth this year by celebrating on and off air. Tune in all day, Saturday, June 19th, for appearances during your favorite shows, including WMNF personalities Harrison Nash, Scott Elliott, and more. We'll be playing songs from black leaders in music while giving voice to topics such as slavery, freedom, and justice. WMNF will also be hosting a Juneteenth Poetry Showcase starting at 5 p.m. Poetry about this important holiday will be spoken by local Bay Area artists. Join WMNF in celebrating this.
this year. Learn how to sign up for the Juneteenth Poetry Showcase and more by going to WMNF.org. Hi, this is Chuck Core Jr., host of Flashback Friday. Join me and the lovely Renee every Friday from 10 p.m. to midnight. Hear the best in Southern Soul, R&B, and Blues. WMNF Tampa, the right station on the left-hand side of your dial. 88.5 FM. Hear my voice. It's your choice. Let me put it in you or put it on you. Have you heard of The 70 Show? No, not that one. The radio show. Have you heard of Rocky Sonny says Kate of Rocks? The 70 Show Rocks with K Tuff. Saturdays, 2 to 4. Come, Come sail, sail away with us. us. Welcome back. Oh, oh, yeah, man. How you doing? Oh, you good? Oh, I know you like that. Oh, I know you like that. All right, welcome back to the Urban Cafe on WMNF 88.5. This is your host, Joshua. We got Jamal in the studio. And we got a caller. Let's get to a caller before we get to the next topic here. Uh, good morning, caller. What is your name and where are you calling us from? Good morning, gentlemen. It's Chris Steiner in Clearwater. How are you? Good, good morning, Chris. Doing good. Good morning. How are you doing, sir? All right. I'm well. I I'm, uh, have some notes on this that I've drawn up uh, over the years on what you're mentioning and uh, the um, fact that... Uh, on the JCPOA, or well, on the on the ongoing for so many years now, over a decade, uh, with the, the conflict with Iran's uh, alleged. Uh, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. of course, now uh, we don't know. We we don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Number one, let me just say, you know, starting out, I wouldn't be surprised if Iran has had nuclear material for a long time. But of yes. course, there's the mutually assured destruction. Uh, but. Um, you know, they are a signatory, as we are, as the U.S. is, of the Nuclear Nonproliferation Treaty. And that allows, Section 3 allows us as a country, not the U.N., as has been, the, for some reason, the strategy in the past. Um, but the, the U.S. can go in and assist Iran in making nuclear material non-fissible, of course, uh, for peaceful uses like medical and energy, you know, radioactive isotopes for medical uses. Um, and, uh, and we ha- you know, we help them, we can help them engineer and lay the, the wires and all of the, you know, building and the construction um, as the United States. And I'm not sure why we haven't tried that approach um, lately. So, um, but, uh, you know, it's interesting when you're worried about nuclear material escaping. Um, Israel is not a signatory to the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. As Correct. Iran is. Yeah. And we, for some reason, uh, we call it a special relationship. It's a secret relationship. Um, but they are admitted to or acknowledged by the United States to be a nuclear power. And um, page 37 of the Joint Operating Environment, that's issued by the United States Joint Forces Command. Um, 2008 is the last one I have. Uh, signed by Gerald Mattis, um, U.S. Marine Corps, Commander of the United States Joint Forces. And it says, in effect, there is a growing arc of nuclear powers running from Israel in the West through and emerging Iran to Pakistan, India, and on to China, North Korea, and Russia in the East. And that's a quote. And... Um, you know, uh, it's not a secret that Israel is a nuclear power, but it might uh, really surprise people that they, in 1975, apparently tried to sell to a, uh, apartheid South Africa. Uh, I had heard about that, but I didn't. Uh, I don't. I, I don't remember. I don't remember reading it. Right now, that's speculation, right? It hasn't been proven, correct? Well, um, I, I'm convinced it happened. Um, well, but that the, that doesn't, you know, I, yeah. I, from, I, I have several, I have, uh, let's see, five articles in front of me. I'd be glad to send you. Okay. Um, but yeah, so... Know, so like WhatReallyHappened.com is a great source on all sorts of, all sorts of peace um, in the Middle East, uh, things at WhatReallyHappened.com. You can find there things that you probably won't hear a lot in the progressive realm, like uh, all the proof that... Uh, Palestine, Palestine was indeed a country, and all the, you know, I can go into that in another show, but uh, there's lots of 
uh, historical records, photos, and uh, that they were their they had their own infrastructure and their own nation, um, their own currency and and uh, post offices and, and such. But anyhow, um, you know, I, I for, for people who say that we need to, uh, you know, biblically, those who bless uh, Israel are going to be blessed. Well, I say don't don't try to keep uh, enabling somebody who's suicidal as Israel is keeping on, you know, attacking others and okay. thinking that thinking that they can uh, go um, unnoticed. Uh, okay. You know, it's like like you say in this information age, we can know that. We can, with an egg timer, we can clock the government's uh, lies to, from the time they tell them to the time we find out that <laughs> yeah. rather than waiting 40 years or, you know, whatever, like the Gulf of Tonkin. Yeah. And Chris, we do got to go on to the next Chris. topic here, though. But All right. Thank Jamal, what were you going to say real quick? I was going to say, um, I, I think that that, thank you, Chris. that goes to the point of, of spreading too thin, you know, the fact that there's a lot of information. And then, I mean, it's, it's, it's clear that the U.S., has a long history with Israel in relationship, and it's just some someone else that see. We only oh, this is the this is the thing. We only have so much capital, and I mean human capital, I guess, and you could say in the U.S. and it's just spread too thin. How many people are focused on? Go look up how much aid we gave we gave Israel, and think about what all had to be entailed in that to figure that out. And, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. It, it's just overwhelming yeah. at this point. Yeah, I, I agree. But so moving on to the yeah. next topic here, which uh, we'll stay on probably for the rest of the show, is um, a great, incredible piece of reporting by the Tampa Bay Times uh, that came out at the end of last year, 2020 here. And so... Um, as reported here by our, uh, uh, you know, local NBC affiliate, uh, the Tampa Bay Times has won its 13th Pulitzer Prize. Uh, reporters Kathleen McGrory and Neil Betty earned the local reporting award for targeted. Uh, tar- that's the name of the um, uh, of of their work. Targeted, it w- and it's a year long investigation into how the Pasco County Sheriff's Office uses computer modeling to identify and track people believed to be future crime suspects. Uh, the awards were announced Friday during a remote ceremony that honored the best work in journalism and the arts in 2020. And uh, and so you know, right here um, in our local Tampa Bay area, you know, thirteenth Pulitzer Prize, and it's their third Pulitzer for local reporting. Just absolutely incredible. And so, and I'm going to read the very uh, the first three paragraphs of the targeted be- well, uh, before, article. Before you read, you should um, think about the picture that they got as part of the article. Um. um the- what do you mean? The the picture with the the sheriff. I mean, he he has a picture here. With, he has a picture with Trump. Oh, I ha- and, I haven't seen that. Oh, he, yeah. he he has a lot of um just to be a a, a county sheriff in Pasco, which is I mean, not, think, look at the population wise. How, you see what I'm saying? How how relevant would you think Pasco is? But in terms of Florida population, but I mean, it's pictures of it's him and it's Trump and it's him and it's Rubio. It's him in the acting Homeland Security. What, what the heck is the Homeland Security doing? We're going with pa- a Pasco County? Are you kidding me? Well, Pasco there, there's, there's how many thousands of counties <laughs> in the country or more? No, what I'm getting Pasco at is... Pasco County is known for... Oh, oh no, Polk County is known for opium. Not, well, oh, Polk, oh, County, Polk County has Grady Judd. He... He himself, I mean, he... He's something else. Oh, man. So, yeah, so so let's get into the meat of it here. So, uh, as reported by Neil Betty and Kathleen McGrory from the Tampa Bay Times, uh, here's just the first three paragraphs of one of the articles they published as part of this uh, targeting, which was a year-long investigation into how the Pasco County Sheriff's Department was collecting data on students uh, and and kind of pre-targeting them as future criminals. And so here I go. The Pasco Sheriff's Office keeps a secret list of kids it thinks could, quote, fall into a life of crime based on factors like whether they've been abused or gotten a D or an F in school, according to the agency's internal intelligence manual. Uh, the Sheriff's Office assembles the list by combining the rosters for most middle and high schools in the county with records so sensitive they're protected by state and federal law. Uh, 
School district data shows which children are struggling academically, miss too many classes, or are sent to the office for discipline. Records from the State Department of Children and Families flag kids who have witnessed household violence or experienced it themselves. And according to this intelligence manual, any one of those factors makes a child more likely to become a criminal. Yeah. And there was 420 kids on this list. Yeah, and, and then one of these kids where you can go to the um, Tampa Bay Times site and, and they have the body cams, and th- it, they're literally just going to this kid's house. Now, this is a kid, um, this is all public information here. He was 15 years old. He got arrested one time for, for stealing motorized, motorized bicycles on people's carports. And from September of 2019, September to January 20th, they went to his home at least 21 times. There's videos there. It's almost like they are like they almost like live there. This video is there. They're like, hey, how you doing? The mom is there. Hey, we're here to see Rio. The other one, well, how you doing, Rio? One, happy new year, Rio. It's like every time you turn around, they're there. That that doesn't that doesn't seem right. I mean, there's the videos, it go it goes through different families. People, they're tapping on windows. There's this one lady. Is African American lady in Pasco County. She says in the video that she sent her son to live in Hillsborough County, and that he's on probation in Hillsborough County. Hillsborough County, the court in Hillsborough County knows he lives in Hillsborough County. He's going to court there. They still went to her house after she said that like five times. It was like September, then like November, and then she's like, "What are you doing here?" That's just wild to me. That's just absolutely wild to me. In numbers, it says that. And since September 2015, the sheriff sent out deputies on checks like this more than 12,500 times. That's incredible. And so, and that's the thing, the, neither the parents or the children knew this was happening. Uh, and then... Um, oh, that, that's, that's what's important. Didn't know what's happening because also in the, um, in the report with the DOJ, um, the subpoenas that were sent, that, they, didn't know, they couldn't know what's happening because it's supposed to be private and confidential. Yeah, confidential. Which is, so, so what's so. crazy is that the process largely played out in secret, right? So the, the sheriff's yeah. office d- doesn't tell the kids or the parents about the designation. And then uh, the um, Tampa Bay Times interviewed school superintendent Kurt Browning, who said he was unaware the sheriff's office was using school data to identify kids who might become criminals. And the, so were the principals of two high schools. Uh, and then the Department of Children and Family, Family Services didn't initially answer any of the questions that the investigators had. Uh, and so um, in some initial responses from the sheriff's department, uh, they came back and vehemently basically um, backed their intelligence gathering you know, operation, which to me is kind of crazy thinking about this. Like I know they exist, but it always kind of surprises me. Pasco County has a Pasco County Sheriff has an intelligence division. Like that's that's next level, right? Like that's crazy. I mean, what and, and they, it's, it's they do, like, it's they do honestly, intelligence gathering. <laughs> that's to me is crazy. Yeah, it's it's it, amazing. You it, know, if anybody wants to partake in this conversation here, you can call us at eight one three two three nine nine six six three. And the key is this, well, you know, the you key want, is this. Before, oh, go ahead. Uh, you can call us at 813-239-9663 or you can text us at 813-433-0885 or email us at dj at wmnf.org. We're talking today about uh, the how the Pasco County Sheriff um, had a secret intelligence gathering um, op- operation to identify children who they considered in risk of being future criminals. Go ahead, Jamal. Oh, I'm sorry. And the, the issue I have is that um, it's not... Because the officers are just doing, they, as they say, what's done from higher up and the right. Even, even the sheriff, you know, it's not even sheriff, even him. The problem is this. In that time period, and, and it's, it's so, I guess, it makes, it makes sense what they did. Because in that time period, small petty crimes went down, like larcenies and different things like this. But you should share sheriffs 12,500 times to go visit pretty much mainly kids. Guess what? Violent crimes went up in that time. So when your deputies are at this kid's house... Somebody's out there getting killed or something else happening because, like, what do you, I? I guess to me that is that is that good law enforcement? Like, I I want violent crimes to go down. That's, I don't. I want all crime to go down, but violent crimes going up in that period. Obviously, why? Because the resources were somewhere else. Yeah, and so we got callers who are calling in here. Let's see. Uh, good morning, caller. What is your name and where are you calling us from? 
Hi, it's Deb from Lutz. Hey, Deb. Hello. How are you doing? Great show, guys. And I'm glad you, you are bringing this topic to the forefront. It's I live in Pasco mm -hmm. County, and I have some very dear friends who are raising five young boys, and uh, three of the boys have mental health issues, and we're struggling in school. And uh, all of a sudden, the Pasco County Sheriff is coming to their home. This went on for years, and harassing these kids, harassing the parents, looking for anything and anything that they could possibly find to write some kind of a citation or something. And they never did find anything, by the way, uh, but they sure did look. They would come in unannounced. Um, the end result of this harassment is the youngest boy is has been diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, and it was exasperated by these uh, deputies who, who these kids are supposed to be looking up to as uh, not just authority figures, but people that they could go to for help. Um, but that was not the lesson that, that they were allowed to learn. Um, the older boy has had suicidal ideation, and the parents... Uh, would express their concerns and be told, well, if you don't like it, you don't have to live here. Um, the mom stays home because she has, she can't work because she's got to take care of these kids with serious needs. Um, the end result is they ended up moving. They moved up to Hernando County because they just couldn't take it anymore. And they still live in fear that the deputies are going to cross the county line to start harassing them up there. All of that started uh, when they got hold of the kids' school records, which certainly they had no permission to even see. So kudos to the Tampa Bay Times. We are so very blessed to have this newspaper in our region. I couldn't agree with you more, Deb. They, yep. they are some, they, and I made my living as a journalist. These guys have a reputation across the nation that is absolutely stellar. And uh, so thank you, and, and thank you to the Times for bringing this forward. Yeah, I mean, we got to get kudos where kudos do, but and more, more to your point, Dad, like it's honestly scary, right? To think, to think that, say I'm a, a father in Pasco County, and without my knowledge, my child could be labeled as a future criminal in some secret oh, yeah. intelligence yeah. database. Like, that's crazy. And why is there no understanding or even a thought given to the fact that children do have mental illnesses. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter how they got them. Some of them are genetic, um, and, and these things are causing the kids to have problems in school. Mm -hmm. you know. And when you are not a person of means, I'm sure that a lot of people have heard this, but in case you haven't, there are not a lot of resources for parents with kids with mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And these kids do act out, and they struggle, and the parents do as much as they can with almost no resources. Uh, when you have a mom who can't work, she, she doesn't have health coverage. And even if you have health care coverage, it doesn't cover mental health. Yeah. If it does, it's like, and I experienced this because I was trying to help them and, and another family. If If there's any health coverage that does, cover mental health, it's a joke. You get like two half-hour visits per year with a person at the county level. Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and anybody who knows anything about mental health knows that you need prolonged treatment or therapy or visits Absolutely. to be able to have an actual permanent effect, right? And so... Absolutely. Well, Deb, anyway, thank you so much. So Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thank, Thank you. We, and so we, uh, the board is lighting up on this topic. Again, we're talking here on the Urban Cafe this morning about the incredible investigation uh, called labeled Targeted, uh, led by the Tampa Bay Times. Uh, they won a Pulitzer Prize uh, just this past Friday for this investigation. Uh, something that Deb mentioned uh, was uh, the federal investigation, and you mentioned it too, Jamal. Mm -hmm. So the U.S. Department of Education uh, has opened an investigation into whether the Pasco School District broke federal law by sharing private student student data information with the Pasco Sheriff's Office. And so that's uh, currently being investigated by the, the, the Department of Education. Let's get to another caller who's patiently waiting. Good morning, caller. What is your name and where are you calling us from? Well, I'm going to 
use my break the rule card. I'm going to get out of <laughs> the way because I know you got a lot of callers. Yes, sir. This is another example of what's wrong with this country. And, oh, I see the eyes rolling. I'm sorry for those <laughs> of you with American exceptional, exceptionalism, uh, but this is what's wrong. How uh, dare you, Daryl? Their, their job, see, law enforcement around this nation, they have... Uh, abrogated and voided their their original mandate that they are officers of the court this sounds like let's define this break it down and get out the way uh you're trying to um maximize uh looking for new business just like a mineralologist oh i hadn't thought about it that way looking for new business huh yeah looking for new business that uh these guys are going to be in our clutches later on when they grow up oh, yeah. and we want to go ahead and and label them now yeah. and i believe what your other topic what you're talking about i believe that is against federal law it's like joshua uh and your, your, your guest if y'all had children and if i were working at a school where you had children and i shared uh confidential information with other people other than the parents meaning you guys I would think that would be against the law. I mean, this is just showing that they're already hunting for brand new business years later that we know how they're going to turn out, and we're going to have them in our clutches, and that's going to mandate us getting more money for what, what we do. That's not your job. I'm sorry, police agency. That is not your job. I'm going to get out the way. Thank, Thank you, Daryl, for that. I appreciate that. And so, uh, you know, in going on here, so it's it's... Pretty interesting. So obviously, the sheriff's department had a chance to respond, and to, and, they, and they responded, to, and they basically they said that it added only two juvenile intelligence that only two ju, a juvenile intelligence analysts and school resource officers were the only ones with access to the list and the underlying data. But then that's counterintuitive because it wasn't the school resource officers the ones who were showing up at the uh, parents' house trying to look for these children, like the example that Jamal mentioned, right? Those were actual sheriffs, right? Or deputies, I should say. And so how? why would the deputies be at someone's doorstep if only the school resource officers are the ones with access to the data? It doesn't make sense to me, you know? Yeah. And so... Think, yeah, because it, it would seem like, I mean, because their article, this. They had a former senior counterterrorism analyst who was assigned. He's the former number. He's the number two is the former Army intelligence officer. It would seem like they could have sent, I mean, to try to get these kids help possibly. I mean, sit someone to talk to them, you know, uh, as as Dad was talking about with mental health or something because, it doesn't make any sense. So, so here's directly a quote directly from them, this manual, and we have a caller that we're going to get to here in a second. The manual, the literal manual says this, identifying at-risk youth who are destined to a life of crime, and then it continues, and engaging them to prevent them from developing to prolific offenders also has significant crime prevention potential. Uh, accurate identification and intervention of at-risk youth can set them on the right path. So I, I almost feel like the intentions are good because they want to they want to help this what they determine to be this at-risk youth from having not going into a life of crime. But at the same time, you know what happened about you know it's. Uh, I was telling Jamal right before the show started, there's a, there's a movie called The Minority Report with Tom Cruise. And that the whole premise of that movie is something called precognition where they have these super beings that know someone is going to commit a crime, mm-hmm. a murder, like a violent crime, a murder, a rape or something like that. And they have these visions and then the, this, this force goes out to arrest these individuals for something they haven't yet committed, but this this being uh, dreamt it. This being dreamt that you, someone's going to commit a murder, so we need to arrest them before that happens. And so this is kind of very similar. I know these children were not arrested, but they were harassed by law enforcement, right? And Deb gave some great examples. Although of, some people were arrested. Some, like people, some, some people were arrested. Yeah, some of the people were oh, arrested. I, I guess I didn't realize that. So. Well, because like the, it, just like Deb mentioned the mental health, the, I mean, there's a video of this one um, young man, and he says he has mental health issues, and he was arrested um it yeah it's 
it's it's bad. It's it is bad. Let's but get the, let's yeah. get to a caller real quick, and then we got our NPR break coming up. Good morning, caller. What is your name, or where are you calling us from? Hey, good morning, it's Levi, on the Post Land patient. Hey, oh, Levi. Yeah, good morning. How are you guys doing today? Doing, doing good, good, doing good. How you doing, sir? Pretty good. So you're talking about the uh, artificial intelligence with the police. Yeah, so they're we're talking about the other yeah, their monitoring database and and software that they created, correct? Yeah, so you know this is probably not central to to only Pasco County. Yeah, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we know about it, then there's probably more than just this that's going on. Is it alarming to you, Levi, that like a, a Pasco County Sheriff's Department would have such sophisticated equ- uh, equipment and operation and just an intelligence division to begin with? Uh, it's not, no. Okay. Uh, the militarization of police, we know, has been going on for some time. I mean, they mm-hmm. got more power than the CIA did, you know, 50 years ago, well, probably 20 years ago. You know, when people talk about, well, oh, the police don't need the funding because, you know, look look at what they're driving or something like that. I'm looking at what they're driving. They're driving brand new stuff. Uh, they got drones, you know, you mm-hmm. can't see them. They can see you. I mean, you can go on and on about the sophistication of the technology. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they talked about China having facial recognition that's able to identify whether people are guilty or whatever when they um, come into the jails. I mean, they, they must be using that here, too. I mean, we, you know, every time we hear them point the finger at China doing this and that, it's probably happening here. And if it's happening over there, it's probably owned by companies that are that are that maybe not Chinese people. Um, it's a judicial industrial complex. People... Uh, Police rely on crime for their existence. That that kind of goes with that new that generating business uh, comment by Daryl. Yeah, that's. Yeah. A, Could that's you imagine crazy. without you know crime and the newspaper, uh, you know, doing their uh, investigation you know, yeah. to to uh, project these crimes and whatnot, mm. or if they're even you know existing. Um, you know, without this stuff, you know, what are the judges going to do? Just sit there. And nobody shows up. I mean, you know, it's an industrial complex. You know, they're doing profiling. So they're going to target people based on, you know, the devices and things and even using, um, you know, the heat heat detection, following people around inside uh, buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, what, the, you, what you guys are talking about is provocation. You know, they're turning these kids into criminals. Because they're going there to their house and they're pushing them. Yeah, they're just creating resentment, right? That's what happens. Yeah. That's the result. Yeah. And I would assume that that's what they intend to do. And it's not only the police. See, the police are like the customer service representatives. They're the ones who see. <laughs> you know, and you wow. think, you know, in your ignorance that they're the problem because they're following um, some kind of protocol. But they're taking orders. Yeah, they are taking orders. Not without a doubt. Yeah. I well, do appreciate the conversation, fellas. No, thank uh, you, Levi, for the call in. We ended it for the laugh. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. You take care, bud. And so uh, that was Levi. Uh, very pa- this uh, obviously a very passionate subject, you know. And to believe that this is literally right here in our own backyard happening, you know, well, it's well, crazy. Yeah, the issue is they. I, I understand they could have counterintelligence in that. I, I think, as Levi stated, they've been doing that for some time. My issue is violent crime went up. Like, like, but then. If, like you said, if you're looking for customers, then I guess you are looking for people who you can get into your system and whatnot here and there. Um, and and, and so the they were trying know. to do the opposite, yeah. right? They were trying to, uh, as according to them, they're trying to prevent them from becoming criminals, but but they they labeled them as pre criminals to begin with. It's 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 an interesting balance, right? Like I well, I, well, I can kind of get it a well, little bit well, from the perspective. Officer, I mean, one officer looking the videos to his credit, you know, he's saying, "Hey, we know you hang out with this person, this person, they're bad people." So that's good advice. My my thing would be, do you have to go to his house 19 times to tell him that or it it, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're, you're in, right. And reading here from, from, again, one of the many articles that came out related to this investigation,